Hello and welcome to the very first episode and hopefully the first of many episodes of the Row You Football Show. I'm your host, Jake, and I'm joined today by Lawrence. Hello. So what we've got on the agenda today, we're just going to have a little bit of a discussion about the season so far. So everything that went well and everything that didn't go so well. And also we're going to be looking at some future things as well, like transfers, incomings, outgoings, and hopefully where we're going to end up next year. So Lawrence, would you like to kick us off? Okay, so we're just going to start with a brief overview of the season. So uh, we finished 10th on 64 points, comparing that to last season's 6th on 74 points. But bear in mind that just after the pressing game, which is about six six games ago before the end of the season, mm, we yeah. were on almost an almost identical record to last season, which yeah. is the same on points and goals scored, I think, just slightly worse than the goals conceded. But given what we've been through in the season, it's quite remarkable, really. Yeah, I was going to say, when you said that, it's, it's what an achievement for Philip Koku that is. You know, to, to have the team that we have now, if you compare that to the team that we had last season, to yeah. sort of get to a similar point at that point in the season is fantastic. Absolutely. And especially considering what we've been through. Like, yeah. Hell, yeah. hell of a season, really. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so thinking thinking more on the the good side of the season what would you say are sort of a couple of the biggest moments of our season um i think you've got to start with the uh, opening day against huddersfield away yeah, that was yeah, absolutely yeah. unbelievable remember i was in the group chat going we're gonna win this league boys it's, it's, it's <laughs> on the wall it's done with no one is going to compete and then you know what a bit i know from there but um also i think um well obviously the, the signing of rooney um, it was actually on the day it was announced on the day after the uh, Huddersfield game wasn't it yeah so that was yeah. like ultimate time to be a Derby fan Rooney's been announced and we just won it was brilliant <laughs> and, um, yeah what do you think what do you think is the main highlights of the season oh, there's been quite a lot of highlights I think obviously after that day there was there was the incident and hopefully we're going to sort of yeah, we'll, we'll go about that really talk about that as much today but um, Chris Martin's goal against Leeds oh you know, yeah it's become, yeah, <laughs> it's become iconic in its own way, hasn't it? You know, mm. out of the wilderness onto the score yeah. sheet. You see it, when you see it on Twitter, it, it gives you goosebumps every mm. time. Yeah. And just after that, there was the, the home game against Birmingham. And I remember oh, yeah, yeah. When, when Martin scored, probably the worst goal I've ever seen him score. <laughs> but it, it crept past Lee Camp and into the net. But the, the pandemonium in the stadium after that goal oh, was brilliant. The scenes Absolutely in the East End. Brilliant. Have you got any more sort of moments that you think were good just after that? I mean, you got you got to think of the Sibley hat trick. I mean, straight back from three months out of football, no football at all for us, and then our youngest player just pops up with a hat trick out of nowhere. It was amazing, <laughs> wasn't it? It didn't feel real at all. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was sure that final shot. I was sure the kid was going to save it, and then someone just crept under him. Oh, I saw up for him. That's quality. It was quality. But speaking of, of the season as a whole, I think one of there were a couple of turning points, I think, around Christmas. Um, that, that last minute equaliser by Martin Waggon away at Wigan. I mean, oh, anyone yeah. that was there will, will know the scenes of that, considering we we'd spent the uh the whole game, you know, singing let's pretend we scored a goal and all that. <laughs> we, we couldn't get near the net. And then yeah. in the last second we just happened to bang one in and and that sort of led on to the chart and home game where Knight got that brace oh yeah what a game that was that was huge especially because Rudy was joining literally like a day later yeah yeah. that was absolutely massive in my eyes mental yeah and um also you can't you can't not mention the Martin equalizer against Forrest 
to oh. deny them from deny them playoffs. Oh, <laughs> so absolutely I amazing. I don't think I've celebrated a goal in my house like that before. Oh my god, yeah, that was mental. <laughs> and scenes in my front room, let me tell you. <laughs> but um, I think another one is probably the last game of the season, Birmingham away. How well we played in the last ten minutes when the young lads came on. We just, we just, well, I think we've been pretty poor all game, haven't we? When we yeah. Mark Mogul missing an absolute sitter, yes, again, yet again. <laughs> uh, with, um, uh, but you know. The young boys came. I'm really happy for Whitaker as well scoring that that goal. Oh yeah, that's that's going to be massive for him. Yeah, yeah. I think next season he can have a big season. He could be a big big player for us, you know. I hope so. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go out on loan, but I think I think mm. Whitaker. I think he's got what it takes. You know, I've I've seen mm. him play a lot for the 23s. I, I think know he's underrated. He, yeah, he hit like 29 in 31 at one point in all yeah. competitions for the 23s. So with, with a record like that, you've got to have something about it. Mm, definitely. Okay, so um, we've talked about the good now. I think we should get on to the bad. Yeah. Slightly more, <laughs> more prominent in our season. Um, so we'll start off in chronological order. Lampard. Yeah. Taking his time a little bit. Yeah. That wasn't he? That caused us so many issues, didn't it? And I think mm. Lampard's late departure, it's quite funny, actually. It's been in the news recently that he's, he's upset that they've only got a month to prepare for next <laughs> season. Yeah. When ironically he left only a month before the start of this season. Yeah. But yeah, Koku joined in the preseason training camp when they were already in America. Oh yeah, he literally flew out to America to meet the squad. It's mental, isn't it? Yeah. Crazy. And then that sort of that led on to us. We got those last minute deals, didn't we? Yeah. Like Jesus, Russo only keeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it it wasn't a good time, was it? And then we had Obviously, we won at Huddersfield, and as we touched on probably before, you know, we couldn't win away until that Swansea game. We just, mm. we genuinely couldn't buy a win. We came really close. We came so close, didn't we, at yeah. Barnsley? And yeah. we were 2 1 up in like the 94th minute, and then they scored scored a late equaliser. Mm. But yeah, guys. I just think how many points we did drop on unnecessarily. Like, I might remember um, Stoke away, we were there. Martin yeah. Wagner tried to lob Butland when he's on a hat trick. Yeah, last minute. Corner, that's a three-two win. Another three, another two points in the in the in the bag. In the bag, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've also got. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, just moving on to slightly darker topics. We've got the incident. Yeah. Of which we do not name. <laughs> I think I think that in itself has caused so many problems, not just for the team, but I think for the club as a whole. You know, we've got. We've, we've yeah. got this bit of a reputation now. Yeah, it really tarnished us. Yeah, you, you can't get on a social media post or or if one of the people involved scores or does anything without a reference to the uh, to the to the crash. And yeah, I think that sort of that started a bit of a downturn for a few months before Rooney joined and changed our season. Yeah, definitely. I think without Rooney, we could have had a lot of fighting, but relegation. To be honest, yeah, we we're really yeah. in a bad place. But um... Yeah, moving on. I've got the notes here, just Dowell. <laughs> what were you going to say about Dowell? You know what? I, I actually feel pretty sorry for Kieran Dowell. Yeah. I mean, you can see, by the way, he played at Wigan. Obviously, his hat trick against Hull in the 8 0 win was. Mm. I think he's definitely got talent. Oh, yeah. 100%. I think we just couldn't unlock it. I think that our style of play, play didn't really match him. He's more direct. Um, yeah, his confidence seemed through the floor as well. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he didn't seem to have anything left. I think. Like even when we played so well at Huddersfield away, he still gave away a penalty. Like that yeah. sort of 
set, set him up for a terrible <laughs> off season for us. But um, we've yeah. also got the uh, the Bielik ACL injury in uh, in that under twenty threes game. Yeah, I, th- I, see, I saw at the time there was a lot of criticism for Koku for letting him play in that game. Mm. But I think he, he made the right decision because he, he wanted he wanted Bielik to come in and play at centre-back. And mm. Bielik was coming back from suspension after just coming back from injury. So he gave him a little bit of game time at centre-back. And, you know, an ACL injury is one of those injuries that it's not one of those that you can prevent. It's not one of those mm. you can do anything about when it happens it happens and yeah, yeah. it's just the way it landed it's not like yeah Derby seems to just have so many of them mm. you know we are George Thorne Craig Forsyth three it's... just for one player yeah Forsyth's yeah. been through the wars and yeah 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 and still gets a two-year deal <laughs> what a legend <laughs> <laughs> he's got to have a statue I reckon <laughs> he's up for his sh- testimonial soon eh? surely yeah, I, th- I think if he gets I think he's on seven years now isn't he if he really? gets wow. one more year one more extension that's it yeah yeah. I hope he does <laughs> can you imagine that <laughs> imagine mate oh <laughs> and then uh, we've got Luton away as well pretty poor performance yeah, that that was that was a real dark time. I, I remember Rooney scored and everyone was mm. very happy, weren't they? But yeah, the the collapse in that game Lots was shops. awful. Max Lowe got sent off, didn't he, for yeah. for laying hands on the ref? It was a pathetic. Oh red. yeah, he just touched the ref's arm, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, it was never a red, but at the same time, mm. that sort of you can't I, do it. I think it helped us because I think it kicked us back into life. Mm. Yeah, it probably did. Complacent after a couple of good results. But at the mm. same time, it was a crushing defeat, wasn't it? Yeah, it was definitely. A yeah, really bad defeat. Yeah, shouldn't. But that was, that's one of those you've got to win if you want to get anywhere near the playoffs. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, next up, we've got the um, the beer virus, of which we cannot officially name. Yeah, we say for it, legal uh, reasons. Um, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. you know, some would say is Cocky's fault. Um, <laughs> Lamp, if it was Lampard, if if Lampard was there, I reckon it would. You know. But, um, you know, it did sort of mix up a little bit. Summer summer um, season. Not yeah, it, it, you know, it's changed football as a whole, hasn't it? Mm. You know, football behind closed doors. All the players had all that time off. You know, it's it's just one of those things that was... Obviously, for football, it was unavoidable because it was mm. a worldwide pandemic, apart from in Belarus, apparently. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, had, it had huge repercussions on... All the teams, you know, Liverpool came back from the break and they were nowhere near as good as they were before the break. But I think, in a way, I think it actually helped us. I think we got four straight wins, didn't we? Yeah, definitely. After after the break. And, you know, in in a strange way, I think it may actually have helped us in the long run. Yeah, probably. It might be a bit of a blessing in disguise for us. Mm. Well, I remember when... It sort of when it was running up to it, I was a bit annoyed. Like right when the Millwall game came, and it sort of clear it was gonna they were gonna abandon the season. Yeah. I was a bit annoyed because we just hammered Blackburn three 0 Sibley come and scored a screamer. Yeah, it's like all going all going well for us, and then suddenly global pandemic, you know. Um, but you know we've we've really proved that we can break down those barriers and still play play well after it. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Final final key bad point we've got is the. Uh, the wisdom stabbing, which yeah. uh, you put a lot of work into raising the flag. Raising yeah, the yeah. Flag. yeah was, I'm incredibly proud of uh, everyone I work with on that. That was that was a very, very good project to be a part of. But on, on Andre himself, it, you know, it was awful, not just for him, because obviously being stabbed is probably not a great thing to happen to. 
but it was also awful for the club as well. It genuinely couldn't have come at a worse time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we had we had a run of four awful games, mm. didn't we? we it was it what was it like Brentford, West Brom, Forest, Leeds, yeah, <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah. And it it was it couldn't have come at a worse time. And I, I felt a little bit for George Evans having to deputise for him in a couple of those games as well because Andre had been immense before. Mm. He, he genuinely was immense at the back, and him and Clark yeah. looked like they formed a really good partnership. Yeah, I feel sorry for Evans though because I think he didn't play too badly. He's yeah, just, I think positionally he's not that great centre back. I think he could maybe like with a bit of training. Yeah, but, yeah. but he's just I think on the ball he's a very good pl- like player. But, um, yeah, I think yeah. he lacks in that position. I, I think he he plays a, a very strange role where he's he's sort of he's not quite defensive enough for centre back. Yeah. But he's he's too defensive to play defensive mid, and I think yeah. he's, he's sort of like a weird blend in the middle, isn't he? He reminds me a little bit of John Stones, yeah, without the yeah. horrific errors every ten minutes. Mm. So you're saying he's better than John Stones? I, I probably won't go that far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll move on to uh, the manager performance. What do you think of Takaki's first season in charge of the Rams? Well. Philip Koku, I think, has done an absolutely brilliant job in charge of us. You know, he's with with what he was given, with what he's been through, and we've got a couple of things down here. You know, he's he was dealt arguably the worst hand in football history, in my opinion. You know, everything that's happened, we read out all those bad things that happened. Yeah, he had no preseason. He didn't get to sign many of his own players. Mm. The one player he did sign did his ACL. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ten million pounds signing. Yeah, literally. Um, yeah. You know, we had to get some last minute loans that he clearly didn't want. Mm, yeah, definitely. And then obviously there was the incident with uh Keo, Lawrence and Bennett. Yeah. And one thing I forgot as well, another one of the bad things was the comments Mason Bennett made as well. I completely forgot about that. Oh yeah, when he drove past Pride Park. Was that? Yeah. 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 I, I thought I thought it was uh, one of our own. Yeah. Last season, hmm. yeah, um, yeah. I think he'll be out the door this summer. He's, he's out of contract, isn't he? I think this year. I, I don't think he is. I think he's got a year left. Oh, okay. I think Millwall have an option yeah. to buy him. So oh, yeah, they're taking him. He's definitely not. He's definitely not a cocky type player. Yeah. <laughs> Put it that way. But um, I think uh, just going back to the injury crisis. I think we've had and well, well the crisis in general. Uh, I think we've actually had more. Club announcements like the corner flag tweets. <laughs> we have signings this season, so um, you know, sums up really, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, but we'll just go on to how, how well he's done with the uh, the young players. Oh, yeah, the, the job he's done with those young players is unbelievable. Mm. I mean, think of the players that have come through. Max Bird looks like a world beater already. Yeah, captain, Louis Sibley, he scored five goals, obviously, including yeah. the match. Bagged yeah. a couple of assists as well, which yeah. for a player that had only made one league start before you know the virus, yeah, that is some going, yeah, absolutely. And um, even players that only made that much of an impact, like Buchanan, I think, have a good future ahead of them. I think they, he, he could definitely rival Max Lowe at left back, yeah, um, definitely. I, I think he's good whenever he's played. And a yeah. player that I don't think gets anywhere enough recognition as he should, Jason Knight. Mm. Yeah. You know, six goals, isn't it, this season? Yeah, yeah. Six goals for, you know, a young player. That is a brilliant return for the season. And yeah. he's, he's had to play out of position pretty much all season. Because, he's out the wing, yeah. Yeah, we've got pretty much no wingers aside mm. from Joseph soon. Um, <laughs> he's below a midfielder. On the yeah. <laughs> um, 
and to, to sort of deputise and fill it in that position for half a season and not look out of place has been really yeah, good for him. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I think he'll be, he's not really the most technical, he's not the most flashy player, he's not like a Sibley, but he, he works really hard. That's what I like about him. He's, like, he's sort of like a Bryson in that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the pitch. I think he is. He, he, you can tell he puts his heart into it. And what I love about him the most is the emotion that comes out when he scores. Yeah, yeah. Even in the behind closed door games, you could see how yeah. much it means to him every time he puts it in the net. And yeah. especially for a young player, a player that's come through our academy to have that, I think is brilliant. Yeah, I'm saying he's not even been a Derby that long. He's been in like three years and he's... Yeah, sunny few years. The club, yeah. And um, I think, should we move on to... Uh... So a bit more down again. Yeah. Chris yeah. Martin, no Chris longer Martin. a Derby player. I know. It's it's genuinely devastating. And you could see on social media, you know, on, on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, you could see how much he meant to people. Yeah. And, um, you know, scored around 25 goals in 13-14, you know, bagged around 20 the season after, got probably 15-16 the season after, I think. Mm. I think he was um, our top scorer for three years in a row, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was, and now he's our top scorer again. Yeah, um, you know, for for a player to play that well under so many different managers as well, because mm. you think think of the changes he's been under at Derby. You know, when when Rowett loaned him out last season, I thought it was the the final. No, oh, sorry, what am I on about? Lampard loaned him out last season. Yeah. Rowett loaned him out the season before. I thought it was um, the final that. nail in the coffin for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I didn't think we'd ever see him play in a Derby shirt again. But after yeah. that, that Leeds game, he's been brilliant. Yeah, gen- yeah. It was, it was when he scored. Oh, that was unbelievable, wasn't it? Him yeah. coming back. But he's he's sort of somewhat of a a club legend in recent times, isn't he? Yeah, he's I know. Since what twenty twelve did he sign on loan? Yeah, he signed on loan in January. Yeah. So maybe if he did get his two year deal, he would have had a testimonial. Yeah, yeah, he probably would actually. Yeah. And also, Chris Martin, you know, he was he was a really big player for us, not just in his goals, but in his assists and link-up play too. And I think that's going to be something that we're going to really, really struggle to replace. Mm. You know, 12 goals, 6 assists. Yeah. It's rare yeah. to find a player like that because, I mean, we said this the other day, didn't we? He's pretty much like a midfielder. Like he's yeah. got the attributes of a midfielder, but he's playing up front. And yeah. He's got the finishing of a striker. It's, I don't, yeah, it's really rare to find a player of that quality in the Championship especially. Yeah. He's a, he's a good all-round forward. I think yeah. that's why he's been so successful for us for so long, you know. He obviously yeah. had that horrible illness, but mm. since he's come back, whenever he's been on full fitness for us, he's always been brilliant. Yeah. I think I think that says a lot about him, and I think whichever club ends up getting him is going to get a really good player, and I think for us to replace him is also going to be really challenging. Did you? Where do you think he might end up? Because uh, you're saying there's a, you think he could maybe go to a Premier League team? Up yeah, yeah. Without sounding completely deluded, and off <laughs> there, I, I, I wouldn't be massively surprised if he ended up either, you know, top end championship team that mm-hmm. like to keep the ball. You know, if, if it's a footballing team, I don't know why they wouldn't want Chris Martin unless yeah. they're trying to, you know, get in behind and have pacey forwards because that's obviously not his game. But yeah. think about it: if you're a low end Premier League club and you've just gone up, and there's a striker available on a free that's got 90-plus goals in the championship. Mm. You know, I mean, he, even if he's not going to start, he's still a good player to have in he, his squad. Yeah, he? exactly. He'll make an impact off the bench when he comes on. His link-up play is brilliant. And, you know, if, if you've got a couple of, you know, creative attacking players, 
if you've got him up front with them, he'll create chances. If they yeah. give him the ball, they know they're going to get it back in a good area to score. It's like, it's like, sorry. No, go on. Go for it. It's, I say it's like it's almost like having a playmaker up front, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that would be really useful. You know, look at David McGoldrick. Uh, uh, Chef United this year. I think he's only scored a couple of goals, and they all came in the last couple of games. Yeah, but throughout the year, his link-up play has been so crucial for the way they've played. And you look at him statistically, and you think, oh, he's not that great. He's only scored like two goals. Mm. But then you look at the impact that he's had on the team, and I, I think that's what Chris Martin could bring to a team if he signs for them. Yeah, definitely. All right, so uh, let's move on to the transfers. Potential transfers we could uh, look at this summer. You've got a few notes. Just uh, go through them. So I've I've sort of broken it down into the positions I think we need to you know sign players in the most. So obviously we need a goalkeeper. I think that that's very mm, obvious for to see. Mm. Yeah, I, as much as I like Kellerose, you know I think he's he's a really nice guy. I think he's a really good shot stopper. But what he can't do is command his area. And I think a goalkeeper that can't command his area, doesn't inspire any confidence with his defenders. Mm. And so if the defenders aren't confident, the whole defence is going to look a little bit disjointed. Yeah. So in the goalkeeper area, these aren't really people I've identified, but more people that we've been linked with. But I've done a little bit of research on each one. So one that we were linked with um, a little while ago, I've seen it a little bit on Twitter as well, is a guy called Warner Hahn, or Warner Hahn, I'm not quite sure how you say it. But... Uh, He's a 28-year-old goalkeeper who's literally just left here in Wien. So he was playing in the Eredivisie, the Dutch Premier Division. Um, have you seen anything of him? I've not seen anything. Um, okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. So I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a run-through. So he's, he doesn't look bad. That, that's, that's what I'll say. I don't think, okay. he, I, I don't think he looks bad. Yeah, I don't think he looks fantastic either. I think he would be an upgrade on Keller, mm. but I don't know how much of an upgrade he'd be. Um, he wants to move abroad, which is obviously what brought all the links with us and other clubs in the championship. Mm. At the same time, he's 28. Um, he's pretty much only just established himself in the Here and Veen first team um, over the last two seasons. So he's sort of in a similar boat to how Keller is. At yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but he is available on a free. And, you know, in the Eredivisie, the average wage for a goalkeeper is around six or seven grand a week. Wow. Yeah, which which is you know a stark contrast to how it is over here. So if if we got him on a reduced deal, I I don't see why it wouldn't be worth a gamble. Mm, well, we we only got Keller at the minute, haven't we? Yeah, we we've, we've Carson's got... coming back, but I don't Ravas. think he'll he'll be staying around. Henry Ravas as well, haven't we? Oh yeah, is Mitchell still in the contract? Yeah, I think he is. I think uh, he is, but I don't. I I wouldn't be surprised to see him leave because he's yeah. he's like twenty five now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. But speaking of 25-year-olds is the goalkeeper that a lot of people have linked us with. It's Charlton's Player of the Year, Dylan Phillips. Now, have you seen Dylan play at all? Well, not really. Um, I've seen Charlton. I've seen them play. (laughs) Uh, Not him. So he's won Charlton's Player of the Year. He got nine clean sheets this season, which in a pretty abysmal Charlton team isn't a bad record at all. Um, a couple of places have linked us with him. Sky Sports is a really big one that said we were interested in possibly making a move. So th- that makes me believe it. Mm. Um, Derby, Blackburn, Cardiff, Borough and Huddersfield are the main teams that are after him. So, you know, with, with Cardiff, we've got another team that are quite a, 
you know promotion pushing outfit mm. that are trying to sign him so that that's you know probably not a good thing however if you know you, you don't know what's going to happen in this transfer window he's he's yeah. valued at 540 grand he's only got a year left on his deal he won't sign a new deal which makes you think that he's on his way out yeah he, he could end up at any of these clubs but personally i hope he ends up at derby because yeah. i think he looks like a fantastic player could get him on the cheap as well he's only got one year in his contract as well yeah definitely now moving on to sort of the defenders is a player that we we all know about matt clark what do you think of matt clark's chances of coming back to derby very slim um <laughs> I'd, I'd love to have him i think he's brilliant yeah. he's, well i vote for him as, as uh, my my player of the year yeah um yeah. but um yeah i think it's very i think he'll go on loan again to a low-end premier league team i think i'm about to jump it. yeah I, I think i'd agree with you on that one you know he's He's a fantastic player, isn't he? We've seen it throughout the season. Uh, he's he's comfortable on the ball. I love the way when when a striker closes him down, he'll always do that little feint yeah. and then Croyce turn away. I, I really like that. And you know he's a strong defender as well. He's not rapid, but he is quick mm. enough. He's good in he's the air. He's for, for our style of play. Yeah, quite, quite literally, he fits the play the ball. Well. He's good on the ball. He can win a header. Yeah, he's, he's just a very solid option in the championship. I think. He is, but thankfully, if we don't get Clark, we have got another man in, Mike Tewerick. Mm. Have you seen anything of Mike? Not a lot, but I know you've got some stats to tell me. <laughs> well, the thing is with Tewerick is that, you know, he's played in the Eredivisie, which was cut short, so obviously the stats are going to be a little bit skewed because he's not played a full season. But, you know, he, he's played 23 games of, you know, the available games. Um, what I like about him is how his stats marry up quite well with Matt Clark's. Right. So all, all his stats are very similar to Matt Clark's. He, he does 1.3 tackles per 90. Uh, Clark's got a very similar number. You know, 1.5 interceptions. Clark's got exactly the same number. Mm. Um, his pass completion is 87.5%. That's and cool. he averages 52 passes per 90 compared to Clark's 58. Wow. And apparently he's valued at about 2.5 million. So to get him on a free transfer, I, I think it's a brilliant deal. And he's not—he's not the youngest, but twenty-eight. He's still got a good three or four years at least. He's, him, he's got a lot of years left yeah. in him, I think. And you know, if if speaking hypothetically here, if if we did get promoted to the Premier League next season, and he can perform comfortably in that role, I'd back him to play in the Premier League. Obviously, yeah. we haven't seen him play for Derby yet, mm. but at the same time, I I think he's. From what I've seen, he looks like he's got what it takes to excel in the Prem. Mm, yeah. And also, moving on to wide players. So, obviously, as we mentioned before, Jason Knight's had to play out wide for the majority of the season. And, you know, he's, he's not really a right winger. He's not a, he's not a wide player at all. And I think that we could really benefit from signing a couple of fast, creative wingers because we don't have a lot of pace in our team. And that sort of led me to this first option, Jordan Ibe. What are your thoughts on bringing Jordan Ibe back to Bride Park? Well, you know, he's available on a free. I think it'd be a very solid option. It's just, I think his wages will be a bit too much for us. Yeah. Um, I think he's the sort of player that we need. Could really lack in creativity out wide. But I just don't think, it just doesn't, doesn't seem likely to me, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I can see where you're coming from with that. But, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking from his personal perspective. 
you know, if you're a player that's been released by a team that's been relegated, he's barely played all season. I'd want to be going to the championship, especially at his age. I'd be mm. wanting to go to the championship and prove myself. You yeah. know, I, I wouldn't want to take a massive pay packet. You know, he's reportedly yeah. on like 40, 50 grand a week at mm. Bournemouth, which for a player that isn't playing is, you know, astro- astronomical money. Mm. Yeah. And if, if he can recreate anything like the form he had for us, before, which I think is why everyone's yeah. you know looking at him and thinking, what a great option! Because for that half a season, he was unplayable. He was brilliant, wasn't he? He, you know, we our season fell apart when he left. Yeah, and I think people look back on that and go, that's what we need. Yeah, if if he can play like that, and if he's got his head screwed on, and wants to play for Derby, and wants to put a shift in for the team, I would quite happily take Jordan Hyde back. Yeah. But if he's going to ask for ridiculous wages, then, you know, I, I don't think it would be a worthy signing. Yeah, and there, there is that possible that argument to say he didn't really get on that well at Bournemouth with Eddie Howe. Could that happen again at Derby? You never know, you know, some players that don't really get on with certain managers. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, there's a lot of players that get branded with sort of the, the bad attitude brush. And I think in this case... You know, I've been given it. He hasn't been playing. He's quite an easy target to hit with it. Mm. I saw some stuff with him recently. He did a couple of interviews and he said, you know, he was having problems at Bournemouth. He just didn't feel valued. He didn't feel part of the team. And mm. if that's the case, if, you know, if we brought him in, if we made him feel like, you know, a key member of the team, which he, he would be, which he, yeah, he would be, he would be, he'd be one of our better players. And, you know, if we made him feel welcome, I think he could perform. And I yeah. hope he'll perform if we do sign him. I agree. And uh, moving into our last midfielder slash wide midfielder, Ferdi Kadioglu. The player that literally won't go away. <laughs> yeah, but it was in the first uh, room of the season. Yeah, yeah, we got linked with him. And he just keeps coming back. And what, what, do, you, what do you think? Is it going to happen? I, honestly, I've, I've seen a lot of tweets by Turkish media. I've also watched quite a few videos of him playing. Obviously, he's been linked with us, so I wanted to have a little bit of a scout. He looks very, very talented on the ball. Mm. But his final products and his end products, I, I don't think are that great. Right. Um, for them to be commanding a fee of you know near £10 million pounds yeah. for a player that has, you know, you can count his goals and assists on one hand... <laughs> I, I think that would be a bizarre signing for us to make. But then at the same time, he's quick. You know, he, he makes things happen. He's exciting. He, he's similar to Ibe in that sort of sense. So, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, well, I haven't really looked into him as much as you. But um, I do feel like when we've got... He's a, he's a central midfielder, isn't he? Like attacking mid. He's a winger. He's a, oh, he's a winger, is he? He can play in the middle as well, though. So, yeah. he can play anywhere across sort of that front three. Okay. Well, I think he's a good player, but I think for that fee, I don't think we really have the funds to afford him. To be honest. It's a lot of money. And he's not it? really proved himself, so you know, yeah, I think there's better options out there. Yeah, I, I think I'll agree with you there. And also, he's coming from you know Fenerbahce. It's Koku's old team. Mm. Apparently, Koku and the board don't get on very well. Right. So okay. you know, why why would they cut us a deal when yeah, they yeah. don't like the man they'd be selling it to? Yeah, so I think that pretty much rules that one out of the question. Yeah, but sort of the last few players to sort of speak about are strikers. Obviously, Chris Martin's gone, and 
as much as that upsets me, we've got to look forward and look at who we're going to have in the future. You know, there's, there's quite a lot of strikers out there that play a similar role to Chris Martin. Obviously, not the same role, but they'll play a role. You know, that could be adapted, or we could adapt our style of play to suit them. Yeah. And sort of the key two that have been identified and have been linked with us recently. So the key for more. Kiefer Moore's uh, a striker from Wigan. He's got 10 goals this season. Uh, also grabbed five assists, which is, you know, it's decent for it's a, a team that, well, got relegated against, you know, logic. But yeah. it's not bad for a team that struggles for a lot of the season. Um, there's also uh, Mirko Maric. So Mirko Maric is from a Croatian team called Osijek. Uh, if I said that wrong, I apologise. Um, he's bagged 20 goals this season. He's bagged five assists this season. And there's been a lot of videos of him circulating around on social media. And he, he looks the real deal. You know, he's tall. He's quick. Um, his link-up play is really good. There's a, a really, really good scout report by a place called Total Football Analysis. Mm. And they've gone really in-depth on his strengths, his weaknesses. And his link-up play was sort of the big strength. And that's what I class as Chris Martin's big strength. Yeah. Um, so if we wanted a, a like for like swap, it'd be him. However, for both of them, so Mirko Maric is valued at two point eight million. Rangers are apparently in for him as well. So I'd assume we'd have to pay quite a little bit more than that. Yeah. I think that could be a bit of a stumbling block. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer Moore's valued at one point eight million, but at the same time, we're going to have a little bit of a crisis right now. Yeah, they, yeah. So if I remember rightly, I think it's Wigan where all of their players will be available on a free or something. So mm -hmm. they're they're rushing to get their lawyers to try and make it so players have to actually be bought with a proper transfer rather than you know a free transfer. But mm -hmm. he, he'd probably end up costing a few million as well because there's there's a lot of teams after Wigan's players. Yeah, saw how they played at the end and of the season. Yeah, they finished mid table, top half, didn't they? Yeah, if it weren't for that points deduction. So they're definitely not a League One. Quality. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think they're a good team. Where, which one of those strikers would you say we should go to if we wanted a direct Chris Martin replacement? Um, well, the Mirko Maric that you've just referenced seems like a good player based on his stats, but it is in a, a league that I know very little about. I've not really seen him play. Yeah. Kiefer Moore has proved himself in the championship, but he is 28. So yeah. I do want to go for youth or. Um, sort of proven talent. Um, I suppose what, what our budget is, I don't really know. Um, I don't think anyone does do that at the minute. Yeah, but it depends whether. That's... Sorry, Carl. No, I think I think that's the big problem, isn't it? Is that we don't really know where we stand financially. Um, there's a lot of people that say we have no money. There's a lot of people that say we have a lot of money. Mm. And I think until the EFL finish off, you know what what charge they're going to give us. I, I don't think we'll know what sort of players are going to be signing because obviously if we get like a, a big 12-point deduction, big players aren't going to want to sign for us. You know, Maric isn't going to want to sign for a team that can only finish mid-table. Yeah. That's like their, their top target. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, I, but my worry with Kiefer Moore is that he's, he's, this season's his top-scoring season in the championship. Yeah. And, you know, a bit like Wagon, wasn't he? Like, yeah. Wagon was 28 when we signed him. Yeah, yeah, it does feel like a little bit of a waggon sign. He's had a good season, um, so we're, we're going to try and bring him in. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know whether I'd take him or not. Um, 
if we did get him, you know, I'd be 100% behind him and hope he does well. Yeah. But would I rush to buy him? I don't think I would. Um, just a little quick thing on one more striker. So there's Macaulay oh. Bond from Charlton. Um, he, so he's he's a little bit of a different type of striker. You know, he's he's still quite tall. He's he's over six foot, but he's he's more pace. He's not much of a hold up player, or oh, as much as the other two are. Mm. So I think he, he'd be a different type of option. Um, yeah. Last season, he he scored eleven goals for Charlton, who obviously aren't very good. Uh, got two assists as well, and he's only valued at around six hundred grand. So if if we could get him in a cut price deal, he could be a great deal too. Mm, yeah, but do we need another pace merging? Because we've got Marriott. We back. do, yeah. That that's that was my thought as well. But it, it depends what he brings. You know, I don't know masses about him. Yeah. Um, I remember him playing against us. I don't think he was that impressive when he played against us. But mm. then, you know, people have games like that, don't they? I'm sure a lot of our good players. Yeah, very have, like, true. All games against other teams, and their fans will think they're not that great. Uh, one last thing before we do finish: uh, players leaving. What players do you think are most likely to leave the club? Ooh, um, well, there are a few names that are sort of outliers in the squad. You look at the likes of Scott Malone, probably fourth choice left back at the, at the minute. Yeah. I'd point him. Um, I can't see him staying. I think Mason Bennett, he's not going to stay because um, he's just, he, well, everyone hates him for a start. <laughs> um, and Florian Yozabzun, I mean, his derby career has been shambolic to it's say never the least. Started, did it? Nah, never really. ever started. Mm. What, what do you reckon? I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see two of the left backs go. To be honest, whether that be, I mean, for side to sign a two-year deal, so I wouldn't be surprised to see. You know, maybe, maybe even Max Lowe's going. You know, he's barely featured. He's featured in six of the last seventeen games mm. for derby, and I think for a player that's twenty-three, you know, he's 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 not in his prime, but he's getting close to his prime. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be wanting to move on if he's not going to be involved in the first team. A okay. uh, couple of other players that might go, you know, maybe even Tom Lawrence. You know, mm. he's a controversial character. Yeah. But he scores goals and teams will be willing to pay money for players that score goals. Mm. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Lawrence went. Maybe not for the fee that we paid for him. No. But if he did go, that would then open the door for more signings. Yeah, true. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I agree with the ones that you've said. I think yeah. I think you've brought up all the the obvious. Uh, yeah, yeah, the obvious ones yeah, that are yeah. gonna end up going. All right. So I think um on that is a good place to to end the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. So thank you very much for listening. Uh I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please like, subscribe, follow, whatever you're listening on. If you've got this far, thank you very much. Round of applause. You're a real one. You are you're a legend. Um <laughs> Hopefully, if you did enjoy it, please leave a comment down below or give us a message. Obviously, most of you will probably know this from Twitter or Instagram. So just ping us a message if you want to hear us talk about anything specific in the next episode or you want to tell us that it was terrible, you know, yeah. anything like that. Just just let us know. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Duke.